Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey friends, if you've been listening to Star Wars Hangout and you enjoy the show, then we humbly beg thee to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. It really does help the show grow, and honestly, your support means the world to us. So if you can spare a few moments and hook us up with a positive review, we'd be super grateful. May the Force be with you. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. And I'm Lottie. And we are back with Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 3. We've got listener thoughts, theories, much, much more. Honestly, a big, jam-packed episode today. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get into some some shout-outs, some, uh, some life updates. We do have a major listener uh, transmission that I want to get yes. to. So, but here's, here's the deal. Uh, life has been a little bit crazy for us it's weird like they throw some of my favorite stuff right at the beginning of the school year and they're like you're gonna love ahsoka but guess what you and your wife are gonna go back and start teaching and we're gonna dangle this ahsoka carrot out there and you're gonna want to talk about all the time but you're gonna be super busy too okay what is the universe trying to do to me it's nuts i don't know um so what's been going on trying to help you grow that's how i was i always tell myself yep it's just uh, a challenge for me and universe knows that i can take on that challenge yes I mean, we, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, like that is, that does seem to be the case, right? When you start to do something new or you're starting to work on something, all of a sudden it says, hey, here you go. Let's drop a bomb on you real quick. (laughs) And let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I decided earlier this week that I was going to train like Sabine. Oh, yeah. I was going to train. Blind. I'm pretty much, I went into the workout routine blind. I I was like, visor down. I got this. Don't worry. And guys, I, yesterday, so all Friday, and we're recording this on a Saturday, I was uh, walking around school and people were like, "Uh, Mr. Kirk, you okay? Like, I'm like limping because I guess I think I'm a young man and I can still get after it. I'm an old wizard. You know what I mean? And I, I have shin splints. How hilarious. I was going to say, how hilarious is it that you tried to train like Sabine, but now you've got shin splint. Oh, my shin. Shin's shin got- just came and said, nope. She, boom. She kicked me in the shin. Yeah. Shin kicked me in the shin. <laughs> like, uh, shin scares me also a little bit. I yeah. told you that she has got that, that her yes, eyes just sort of there. Like, Whoa. So, yeah, anyways, um, yeah, ironically, I have, I have like, and it's got to be, I was talking to the run coach, and I've, you know, you wake up, you're like, okay, you're motivated by Ahsoka, new <laughs> school year, and it's also like September 1st was coming, and I was like, new month, new me, baby, here we go, I'm going to hit this, and go to the gym, do all the different things, and I, I oh boy, did I, walk I go, oh yeah. my God, it, it hurts so bad, it is, uh, mm-hmm. it is a throbbing uh, pain right now in my in yeah. my right leg and it's just not you, you think shin splints are on the front of your leg mm-hmm. they can also be on the inside down towards the ankle in a place that I didn't realize and I was yeah. like freaking out about it so that's the update with me uh, I do want to say that Lottie and Hu Yang would be best friends I realized that <laughs> in this episode because he is off what is his, def- his, his default is standard Jedi operating procedure right <laughs> 
And I, being a veteran teacher, sometimes I'm like telling Lottie, like, hey, look, cut this corner, do this thing. I mean, up to, you know, like that's what you got to do. Like, just get straight to the point here. And you are following the standard operating teaching procedures. And it's great because you're an amazing teacher. But uh, it's a lot of work. But, oh, yes. Wow. It is a ton of work. And especially if it's your you know, first year teaching a new, for me, it's a new subject. I used to teach English. Yeah. Now I teach German and yeah. still Hello. foreign language, but it's all new material, new, new classes, new system. The American system is a little bit different from the German school system. So yes. it's fun. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. There is, it's funny that you wrote this down because I thought you were going to say something totally different. Oh, really? Because I love Hu Yang. He's yes. cool. And I, he's a character that you can, I mean, yes, we saw last episode um, or first episode where Ahsoka was like, Hu Yang, where are you? You know, like, it's not always great to follow the protocol because, I mean, she almost got into that explosion. And, and oh, yeah. I mean, thank goodness he was right there when, oh, yeah. you know, he needed to be. But right. I, he's someone who's who's been around, who knows the Jedi. I, I mean, droids are so great because they... They yeah. have all these databases you can run through and they help you and they mm-hmm. give you advice. But they're also like, you know, you need that human touch, like the Ahsoka decision that you make. Okay, right now we cannot follow the protocol. Yeah. Shut yeah, yeah. him down for a second because uh-huh. we need to. Yeah. But when you need, you know, like most of the time they're there to help you, to to give you that 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 backup, that confidence. Like Chopper, for example, for Hera, he's a, he's more like a friend. He may, She oh, loves yeah. Chopper. She, Chopper is her companion. So Absolutely. Anyway, I think Hu Yang is hilarious, even though, I mean, he's very direct. You would probably say he's very German. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. He's very blunt with very Sabine, blunt. and it right now doesn't help her much. So is that her. what you thought I was going to say? Is that you I thought you were going to make that reference. <laughs> he's so oh German. Even though I am not a very blunt German. I'm very, my all my friends would say, you talk around, you know, like, we call, it, so, we call it beating around the bush. Yes, yes. Be, you beat around the bush a lot yeah, for yeah. a German. But you would say, no, you're very direct. <laughs> yeah, it's um. funny. Trust me, friends. I have met Lottie's friends. <laughs> and, like, they yes. will just tell you straight up what they are. What's No filter. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, what I also wanted to say is that, you know, we said it, it was starting the year with Ahsoka and everything was a challenge. But it also helped you make that decision to merge your YouTube channels into one. Yes. And I wish you guys could have seen how happy that made Ez to yeah. finally have that channel where you can drop Star Wars, Harry Potter, and any other content. Yep, yep. Because he is a lore master. Unfortunately, the, the name lore master was already taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it ended up being Master Badger. Master Badger. And it's literally a badger holding a lightsaber. A yeah. Hufflepuff badger holding yes. a lightsaber. So yes. Which is huge. Awesome. Uh, and also, friends, I mean, Master Badger has an apprentice named Starcat, just so <laughs> you know. And she's sitting across from me. And that is your co-host, Lottie. Uh, I, I love it. We were just bouncing around names and ideas. And it it's so crazy. Like, we're talking about, um, you know, all the me kind of like starting, like, like working out. And then all of a sudden, I get kicked in the shins. Yeah. Right? And so you're like, okay, that doesn't mean to, to stop that thing. So you, you've, mm. you meet some of these barriers along the way and like some frustrations that the universe or whatever throws at you. And I then 
was was thinking about making the shift and I'm trying to like double post on on both different channels and post the podcast and do all these different yeah. things and it's so funny that once you make a decision like this and then you feel the peace yeah. that you're like wow this is so much better for me as a person yeah. I can yeah. actually do more and reach out to like our patrons yeah. uh, post more content there and just be a better community builder in, yeah. in person than I it was it's everything I wanted yeah. so it's really nice and it does yeah. feel really good and it's good for our it's good for our Jedi family it's good yes. for our wizarding family <laughs> it's just good in general on so one to kind of give yeah. you guys that update in case you check it out and uh yeah we'll be you know featuring some comments from that channel and we've got yes. people who write us in to both shell cottage radio uh and star wars hangout it's just huge it's right great. not to confuse you guys the podcast will still be their own things just the Absolutely. youtube is merged yeah. and so youtube is one thing and then we have our two podcasts that kind of accompany our fandoms we are like the main two fandoms we're in yeah so. and that's that's I, that was always you know because i've always done super niche things in terms of like okay super niche on the podcast and then when i go to youtube i keep that super niche piece mm-hmm. and you don't have to because there are playlists yeah. there there's things yeah. that anybody can go kind of check out if you don't like the thing that that creator posts that day whatever go go to the next video right. and click on it and it there's a little bit of a fear that comes over you to kind of like say like oh, do, do I how do I adjust that how do I how do I make that work and it just yeah. it's a process it's it's like it's life you know you just you yeah. learn things along the way and so yes not to confuse you but uh, Star Wars Hangout continues as a podcast and then it's also posted on YouTube so anybody right. who's watching or listening over on YouTube uh, you guys will get this experience if that yeah. makes sense and there's also Shell Cottage Radio posted there as well and who knows what the future will bring I mean right. honestly <laughs> I was watching Wheel of Time uh, here recently and I've got. Wheel of Time shorts that I'm going to be churning out because that's a great series. So yes. as is into a lot of different things. And I've I've, um, you know, I say I was I was born with this noggin for a reason. It just remembers <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff from lore. And yes. I often in, I'm driving to work thinking about Sabine and Ahsoka and what's going down and all these theories. Yeah. It's just. Oh, wild. yeah. <laughs> It's wild. Give us, give us the theories. So, okay, so some big topics today. Is Sabine Force-sensitive? You're like, wait a second, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about midichlorian account. We're going to talk about things from Legends. We're really going to kind of dive into what's actually going on there. And I think the fandom's been in, in a bit of an uproar over this and wondering, what does George Lucas think? And how does the Force work? Who has the Force if everyone... I mean, she posed the great question today, which is like, if everyone has the force then why doesn't everyone use it and so yeah. we'll dive into more of that um we've got like is Balin skull uh, qui-gon Jinn's first apprentice cameron who you've heard a, a couple weeks back or last week i believe uh messaged me and just said out of the blue is he he just he just he just like sticks me with this question like yeah. is he qui-gon Jinn's first apprentice wow. and i'm like i hey like before obi-wan could be okay. maybe i don't know like we have no were there can, rumor rumors that Qui-Gon Jinn had another apprentice. Apprentice, he did. In Legends, okay. he had an apprentice before Obi-Wan. So there's like okay. a there's a basis for that, actually. And I'll, yeah. I can tell you guys more about it and and yeah, go from there. But uh also we have like who is Morak or Morak. Right. However 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 Shin says it. It sounds cooler when she says it. Uh you know, who is that? Is that Luke from from uh is that a clone of Luke? Is that Starkiller? Is that someone else that we know or don't know? Yeah, we'll get into that. And we've got Jason Sindula. Yay! Yay! He looks awesome, and yeah. we have a lot to say there. We also have Jedi training forms. Uh, Zatachi? Yeah. Or Zatochi? Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure how to Zatochi. say it, but either yeah. either way there, it was really cool to see them uh, kind of uh, dive into that. And then mm-hmm. Harrison Dula, Problems with the Republic. Um, and then we've got Lottie's additional thoughts on Grogu and Sabine. And you kind of said, like, I'm not so sure I want to... Like, we're, we're thinking about the age of those characters, yeah. how they age, and what, what where this is all going. And right. I, I am going to tell you right now, I have thoughts just okay. for you later sounds, when we get to that. So, okay. Sounds great. Um, before we get into all that, though, friends, the sponsor of the show, In Sabers, don't forget to check them out. Uh, they've got an awesome collection of lightsabers. We do get a commission 
mission if you guys click on that link down in our description or it's over my link tree and you get like I think it's like seven percent off if you use the code Star Wars Hangout and we've actually been there sale after sale after sale like Ahsoka is just I mean I'm like shocked I'm like people are in the, click that get go ahead and get yourself some some you know a percentage off and then go get a sick lightsaber because I have one and they're awesome I mean honestly it's the coolest thing to light that or ignite that lightsaber yeah even though my some of my cousins remember we showed them that we brought the lightsaber to oh, Germany yeah. Yeah, yeah. to show them and even though my girl cousins are all not into Star Wars. Right. They thought it was so cool. So cool. I mean, they're and, like, and the, oh, the, yeah. The guys were freaking out. They're like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, because you're, you're holding it and you're An like, this is, this is legit. Yeah. And they look so cool. I mean, the, the yeah. It, they're awesome. The, you know, the one thing, though, if, if you're going there and you're kind of confused about it, the NeoPixel lightsabers are more uh, expensive. Yeah. But you got me a NeoPixel. Yes. Ver- like, it's a type of uh, how it's illuminated. Right. And it illuminates in a way that is super realistic yes. and really cool, especially and if you do it, it in the dark. And it makes sound effects. Oh, my gosh. So if, if you get a chance through InSabers, they have those as well. They do cost a little bit more, but it if you're wondering, you know, if it's worth spending the money to get that, it is. It's good. It's good stuff. So, okay. Yeah, if you're really, yes, if you're really into but, Star Wars, it's... Also, yeah. if you're just getting this for a young Padawan or whatever, and they're going to be swinging around and knocking people out with it, uh, then also it, they have yeah. great, like, also lower end yes. stuff that looks amazing. So, for ho- Halloween's coming up, too, so I'll get you one. <laughs> but, uh, hey, so Jedi Masters, uh, Kayla, Amanda, Arna, and Andrew, you guys are freaking awesome. Love you guys. And uh, we do have Jedi Council. I just I, I sent them a message. Shirts. I asked them for sizes. They're coming out. As soon as they get their size back, we have them, and we're sending them out to you guys. I'm pumped about it because so I cool. just can't. I think they're amazing people, and they always send me, you know, thoughts and and just things on on the show, and it's huge. Like today, we've got Jedi Master Andrews' uh, thoughts. On, can't wait to on hear it. Stuff. I know. Yeah, same. <laughs> so he always got really good thoughts. Oh yeah, he kills it. And this one's good. So there's some things in there that I think are gonna like kind of blow Lottie away a little bit. And, and remember, uh, Lottie is someone who comes into this, and we're we're kind of guiding her through the yeah. the, the fandom. And there's things that she's picked up. It's so good to get that perspective. And ask questions that I wouldn't ask, even if they don't make sense. Because, <laughs> so, and I say that w- yeah. in, in such a nice way, because some people come in and you would ask a question like, uh, I mean, just just about Shin and like, oh, because okay, so I've heard people say like, was Shin around during Order sixty six? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's that's a fair question for somebody coming into the fandom who doesn't know the timelines and understand things. Yeah. If you're not looking into that on a daily basis. They don't come out and say what year this is exactly, right? right? You you kind of need to to un- be invested in the fandom to understand where that's at and, right. and the age of all these characters and their relationship to other things. So right. never feel bad about like sending a transmission asking a question like that because Ez is never going to be like, "Well, you should have known. <laughs> you should know this stuff, buddy." No, that's not that's a gatekeeper, and I'm out on that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so that is that. Now let's dive into some of these things. Just in general, I think you. Um, my, my thoughts, and we'll go to Lottie just in terms okay. of what the show, like our reaction was to the show. This is episode three. I loved it. It is, for some people, they're going to say, well, it's a little bit slower. We have a whole scene where Ahsoka just walks around and taps Sabine with a stick. I loved it. Listen to the sounds and the music oh, and the buildup. Yeah. Wow. You guys, it's just like something that Dave Filoni did in Rebels really well was just slowly pull... Like, like we have moments of, of, of action and then we have these moments where we sit with the characters and we yeah. really start to understand them more and we just spend quality time with them, yeah. right? And they just are who they are and we just get to know them. 
that you need that. Sometimes I feel like things are, are when they talk about pacing and things being passed, uh, uh, paced too quickly, Right. Uh, yes. that's what they're talking about is that we don't get enough time to invest in those characters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dave Filoni is a master at this because it's time to slow down. It's different doing a TV show. He's done TV shows though, right? So yeah. on the animated level, he's done Clone Wars. He's done Rebels. He's got history. He's, he's got experience doing this kind of thing. And so now it's just live action. And I can, st- I can see some of those elements sort of trickling over into how he's running and managing the show. Yeah. And to me, it's uh, I loved it. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I, t- I tend to be very positive on Star Wars <laughs> in general. So. What did you think of the title, Time to Fly? Time to Fly. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Okay, so, I mean, definitely we have the, the, the fighter. Right. There's uh, a, a long right, like scene a legit, where they fly a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's also time to kind of fly in terms of like your you, yeah to take like, off the training wings i guess I yes don't know. give you a little yeah. you know a little baby bird yeah it's time to fly finally, out the nest after, yes right right and you so know. that's which is sabine but yeah you know you, you start training her to be her right. own mm-hmm. jedi mm-hmm. her own fighter her own she doesn't always i mean they're master and padawan so yeah. they do rely on each other but you want to give her wings to yes be out on her own to to you oh know. my gosh! Can they, I? They always so, but they always said you'd be dead now because yeah. she's like, it, well, not if I could see. Yeah, right, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, you yeah. need to see, but not with your eyes. Yep. So, yep. No, yeah. that was that's a that's a great that's a great point. A great question. I mean, it's like it, like that that title does tell us a lot. And I was just thinking of a connection to Legends to the Thrawn trilogy that this is kind of the heir to the Empire trilogy, and that's something Leia is going through during Legends. She yeah. is. Han Solo is often asking Luke to train her. He's like, if you would just train her to be a Jedi, then she could she could handle anything that comes her way. Mm-hmm. So, like, train her up. And then Luke is sitting there going, like, am I ready to be a master? Can I train somebody? Mm-hmm. So Ahsoka is kind of going through that same sort of thing. Yeah. Is she ready for the pressures of being a master? Yeah. Kanan, same thing. Was he mm-hmm. ready for that? Obi-Wan, was he ready for it? You true, know, I mean, true. they it ta- it's when your first apprentice, your first students come in, are you ready oh, I'm gonna, for that pressure? That's deep, and I'm going to tell you something later. Okay, that I don't want to say on the podcast, but yeah, right. I mean, it's <laughs> it is it is a it's a thing, right? It is something, and we think I think about that in terms of a te- of teaching as well. Like it's like, wow, okay, hold on a second. There's there's a lot to be learned, and there's you know I think some people would say, well, I, I wish my master was more experienced, or I wish they would have had other students so that way I got a better training. You learn so much from that master. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not they are super experienced or, or what have you, yeah. um, yes, it, it you have to kind of handle and deal with the circumstances that you're in mm-hmm. and what the universe where it's put you and yes. make the best of it. Right, yeah. we we all are kind of charged with that. It's our life, and we have to yeah. move move forward in in that in those conditions. And you would think someone like Hu Yang who can do calculations and who can kind of like rate. Sabine's skill level and say she's not ready for yeah. uh what was it called again um the Jedi train oh uh Zatachi the t- Zatachi yeah but Ahsoka uh, she's the human she says no I think it's time yeah it's time I think she needs to learn what the force is all about uh-huh mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not about seeing with your eyes there's yeah. a failure element to it right yeah. because she she's you're I guess like Hu Yang also is, he's looking at, like you said, very calculated and Ahsoka is willing to let her fail yeah. and is willing to, to teach her through failure and, and push her uh, beyond where standard Jedi operating procedures would allow. Yes. Uh, and also because of necessity. Right. Where we're headed. I mean, we're headed into a, to a battle situation where it's very important that we accelerate 
your training. That yeah. happens on the hero journey quite a bit, which yeah. is the hero because of necessity, because of the need out there. Uh, we are we're forced to, yes. to be to kind of step up and meet the moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. Uh, okay, so let's some of these big topics, and I'm just going to ask the question, and we'll mm-hmm. kind of see where it takes us. But is Sabine Force sensitive? I thought those mugs, by the way, that she was trying to pull <laughs> with the Force were huge. I posted a story where in which I said, uh, "Are they selling those?" I those, know they look so cool. They look so good. I was talking to Tino. I was talking to I think it was uh, Kayla, Arna, a couple other folks. It's like, yeah, these are really <laughs> solid, right? I mean, like if anybody sees them for sale out there, let me know because I think I'd like to hook Lottie up for a birthday with some of those. <laughs> They were nice mugs. And the, the, it comes down to everyone has the force. The force is in all living things. Uh, we know that. Yeah. And people have been confused by this because they're like, well, we didn't see anything you know, prior to where she was force sensitive. And Hu Yang even says like, she would have never been picked up by the Jedi Order. Right. The, the, the Jedi would never have said, hey, she's a candidate. We should bring her to the temple. Yes, I see a hand. Go ahead. Oh, my. Yeah. That reminds me so much of the book... And the, the, the list that Hogwarts keeps yeah. or, you know, how much everyone kind of has. There's a they, there's a spectrum of your magical abilities. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And how, how yeah, sensitive. it's almost like, yeah, sensitive you yeah. are to magic. And I mean, they kind of argued the feather in the book, oh, whether they would write down Neville. Right. Right. And Who according to powerful. one of them, yep. Neville would not be good enough air quote good enough to go to hogwarts right right and see how what came you know like what how what kind of person he grew into yeah and how powerful he actually is exactly that's a really good example because you have i i i wonder um yeah like sabine her potential we don't i think some people have said well if she ends up being really force sensitive and super powerful we're going to be upset by that yeah i won't be because she could be blocked yeah she could have a lot of different barriers that she has put up her upbringing, her culture has like sort of suppressed that thing. And, and yes. they've been, right? They've. Yang said it. The Mandalorians yeah. did not, there was not a lot of Jedi among Mandalorians. Well, why? Yeah. Why? Is it just because they're less the genetics or is it because of their culture, which mm-hmm. is very much like in the outside and mm-hmm. fighting with weapons? And it's less about like going inside, meditating and connecting yourself mm-hmm. to the force that actually is in everybody but right. they the, the culture is not there to connect to that source yeah yeah no that's a really good point and let me let me double down on that yes because the man so when you look at the mandalorian and you look at din Djarin and what he's doing they want to walk like this is when they say this is the way mm-hmm. the way of mandalore they're talking about an ancient way they're, yeah. they're talking about yeah. things that are more values and and a code and ethics, like sort of things that are focused on sort of who you are as a person inside. Yeah. Not the armor, not all the gadgets, not all the different things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even though they, the helmet's sort of a thing, right? But <laughs> yeah. there is something there that it makes sense that there were a few Jedi who, who popped up in Mandalorian history yeah. because they were closer to the way, if yes. you will, or yes. they walked that way. And now it's sort of gotten into... I mean, just it's all about their armor and what's yeah. on the outside. Yeah. And, and like you said, they're more focused on it's gotten modernized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things. yeah. Right. And and so now you see Sabine being forced to look inward to to not rely on um, like when she goes back to the gun, she goes back to mm-hmm. the uh, and she, she's fighting when they get in the, the, the actual fight. She's like, where are my presets? She had all these presets yeah. that she was used to yeah. relying <laughs> upon. 
And so there's this back and forth sort of struggle between like Ahsoka thinking this is a training thing, like, hey, you know, focus on your sort of your inner eye or whatever, yeah. like the force, draw upon it, use it, be intuitive, instinctive. Uh, and she's like, uh, no, I'm more I'm, I'm more like I set these shots up yeah. and there's a procedure to do these things. That and will so help me fo- that will actually help her yeah, focus more. Yeah. Right. And so then they kind of change. Uh, all of a sudden, Ahsoka's, uh, Ahsoka's like, what do you need? Yeah. And so as that's, a master, cool. she clicks over and says, you know what? I can't train this individual the same way that I was trained or right. what have you. I need to actually maybe go outside of. And she mm-hmm. says later, I need her to be herself. I need to go outside of the Jedi standard procedures or the training yeah. procedures yeah. or whatever. Um, and Hu Yang even says that. If you two keep acting the way that you are acting and you're, you're kind of each going in opposite directions here, we're going to end up dead. Yeah. And just sort of like. That actually causes her to go, yeah, he's right. And so yeah. you you lean into somebody who has all that history and experience, and you're like, yeah, I need to fine tune how I'm mm-hmm. talking to this this individual and 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 let her be herself, right? Uh, and then along that way, because we all have our own journey, our own path, where in which we discover mm-hmm. who we are. And somebody who's giving me advice, the advice that I I now have, right? Like uh, in my in my thirties. If somebody gave me all that advice when I was 16, 17 years old, I'm not ready to receive right. it. Right, yes. I, I honestly mm-hmm. am not. I don't care. Like, hey, listen. I'd be like, hey, old man, sorry. Um, uh-uh, I'm out. And that old man is me, by the way, talking to myself. <laughs> you know, it's like I would be telling myself no. to shut up. I, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, spiritual people often talk about frequencies, and they compare it to a radio station. If you tuned into FM yeah. and, and yes. you're trying to receive on AM it's just, or the other way around, it doesn't work because right. you're not, like you said, you're not ready to receive. You're not on that same frequency which yep. is okay we all have our that's why we are on our journeys and and we try to grow and i think it was really cool when she explained when ahsoka explained to sabine yes the force wheels or is in all of us yeah all yeah. living things even you and why did sabine ask like you said why doesn't everybody use it then and mm-hmm. she says talent is a factor and what she's actually saying there is you know like talent or genetic midichlorian counts yeah, like you said oh did you guys um, hear that lottie just dropped a midichlorian <laughs> count on you guys well, wake you, up you told me what it is so i but, know but we're you know but i like the idea of saying okay yes some people are born with less and some people are born with way more and they mm-hmm. have that ability that comes way easier to them mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there is a huge factor that even if you have less it's almost like you could compare it with uh to you know with wealth or whatever yeah. you want some people are just born with more and some are born with less mm-hmm. but maybe when you're born with less and you learn how to utilize and maximize what you can get out of yep. the little things you, you have, have yep. and you, you might end up appreciating it more mm-hmm. you know same mm-hmm. with the midichlorians you, you learn how to use oh, yeah. the smaller amount that you have well oh, yeah. and focus on it. and she said it with a lot of training so and not a lot of people are willing to put in what it takes to f- yeah. the focus and effort and time. Yeah, the discipline. To learn the discipline yep. to learn how to how to use the force. Yeah. That is a per- that's yeah, well <laughs> said and that transitions me right into all these topics that are going on around the internet uh, and it just just get in your feed and you know, I mean, say Ahsoka a few times to your phone and get in your feed and you'll see all the, everyone's talking about the idea that if like how is she able to tap into the force? Why are we coaching and training her if she doesn't seem to be what we would label as a force sensitive? Mm-hmm. And that is because that midichlorian count, regardless of how low it is, 
I love that we're talking about this, by the way, because it was a term that was going to be trashed and no one was going to ever bring it up again because they thought George was kind of crazy. But George Lucas is the creator of all this. And he yeah. he had a reason why he he brought these things up and, and needed a, a mechanism to kind of talk about it. They're like receptors. You know, it's like you said with wealth or whatever it might be. Like it's if there's more of them, then it's much easier to get there. Yeah. And the path to the force as you said, could mm-hmm. almost be taken for granted a yeah. little bit because you're like, eh, pretty easy to tap into. I'm good. Yeah. Whereas if Sabine took years of mastering this and discipline and disciplined her mind and used the few midichlorians maybe that she has, but then can use them in a way that no one else understands because yes. she has great discipline of mind, mm-hmm. let's go. And that mm-hmm. that then goes back to the Mandalorian culture and how disciplined they are and, yep. and their culture. Sure. She's bringing a whole different perspective into that. Yeah. So that to me is amazing. For example, I, I heard uh, a big Star Wars content creator the other day say something about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he said that, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi does, doesn't have a whole lot of midichlorians. First of all, <laughs> let me just check uh, that statement Real quick, Obi-Wan does have a lot. He okay. was found by the Jedi. He does. When you look at the old charts and you, you see sort of like who had what, Obi, according to whether it's a fan thing or not, like Disney does have some resource out there from 2016 okay. that does have a midichlorian chart. I mean, Chewbacca cool. is even on that chart. And he has 7,200. <laughs> yeah, right. So Anakin had over... 20,000. That oh. is said in the in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Over 20,000 and Qui-Gon says no Jedi in history had ever uh, had a midichlorian yeah. account that high. Yeah. They could test it. Not even Master Yoda had oh. had a midichlorian count that high, right? So, uh, when you look at this resource, people have tried to add numbers to different people. And what a lot of them have, have come to is that Obi-Wan was around 13,000. Uh, Kit Fisto is around 11,000. Uh, Kiati Mundi is around 10,000. Luke Skywalker is around 14,000. So, just a thousand or so more than Obi-Wan. And that's, again, based off of a resource that, I, it, whether it's canon or not, I don't freaking know. And no one's, I've never really seen a chart that actually. <laughs> throws out from from disney or from george yeah here's a list with the exact (laughs) numbers it's that's something you just don't do you leave it to the fans to kind of let it be subjective and don't put a concrete number to it although they put that anakin is over twenty thousand, so it does give us some sort of reference point to to go off Mm -hmm. of that that is high and so where does everybody else sort of fall Mm -hmm. uh on that on that spectrum and so if you're looking at him at twenty thousand, you could say sabine is what two thousand a thousand five hundred what's 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 a low end uh, mm-hmm. Force sensitive like her is it is it five ten I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody really knows there's really not a number they're not, they're never going to come out and kind of I think identify or label yeah. that yeah. if you will but this old resource and I'll put a link to it for you guys it's out it's been out there for a while and people have seen it they've referenced it before it's even got General Grievous on here <laughs> uh, it's got Boba Fett Han Solo and it's it's so crazy it's got it's the likes of Boba Fett Han Solo Jango Fett and even Uncle Owen are at 1500 it's like did somebody just make this up and it, it <laughs> and again it is in uh, a book that is called let me let me it's called graphics star wars graphics and it's explore star wars through infographics and that's all it is okay. and i don't know where it came from but it is a 2016 disney lucasfilm wow thing and i'm showing it to lottie right here on the screen and it's just like wow it says how fast is the is the star destroyer how big is okay. Uh, okay. a how big is a Death Star? Uh, what is the lifespan of a Wookiee? How many people can fit inside the cantina? So it's just got some, <laughs> so yeah, some funny things in here, and it's got midichlorian count on there. And there's cool. somebody who worked on it who said, "Hey, the canon on this is was never confirmed." It's kind of surprised okay. that it even got through mm-hmm. uh, publishing. But this is again right when Disney 
purchased it okay. and, and everything. So it was kind of kind of new. I don't think this is anything we can actually refer to and say this is canon technically. But it's kind of mind blowing to, to me right now yeah. that sound like 2016 sounds like oh yeah it's not been that long and then you look at the calendar it's like wow it's been seven years <laughs> seven years oh my oh goodness, goodness. right yeah. i know crazy it's it's actually crazy <laughs> but uh <laughs> so anyway that's out there and I, I just wanted folks to kind of understand more about midichlorians that they're really it's like yeah there's 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 extra receptors that might make it easier and then even if obi-wan and and again this this creator said that obi-wan even if he has less than anakin he had trained himself yeah to such discipline and he had yeah. such good training and he could control his mind and, and he could really, so with far less, he was able yeah. to match the chosen one. Yeah. He's able to defeat his apprentice. Uh, and, and Vader will say to him later, when I left you, I was but the learner. Yeah. Now I am the master. And yet again, Obi-Wan had mastered something beyond mm -hmm. his understanding, mm -hmm. right? And because he was connected in a way to the force that his student was not and could yeah. not comprehend at the time but yeah. because of the dark side. But so yeah, there, there's that. I don't think that the midichlorian count, it just, it's it's the gateway to connecting to the force. So the more you have, the easier it is to connect. But that doesn't mean that if you have fewer, that you can't connect to it and channel a whole bunch of power through right. it yeah. and, and use it in ways that nobody else would anticipate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, quick question that's kind of off topic, but I, I love Obi-Wan, the character. And um, is there a book or something that... Could, talks about his childhood and how he was found by the Jedi Order. Oh my goodness. So I, did, I really just, that question came I know. We didn't I plan this I, or anything. <laughs> I, I love when you just, just, you know, just throw out. Yeah. So, okay. There is something I read as a kid that mm -hmm. I loved, absolutely loved was the Jedi Apprentice books. And okay. I have them at school for kids. Uh, I, I, I'm a reading teacher, so I sometimes am coaching kids on reading and yeah. things and I have cool stuff that you know middle scores high scores might like and that's in there and it's one of those series yeah. that I just loved it is him when he is training at the Jedi temple as yes. I think he's like maybe 10 11 12 13 oh, yeah. okay. I think he's 13 okay. Okay. and so he's training there and he is not selected he is mm -hmm. not selected by a master he is actually wow. that's yeah. So that's like exactly what I was wondering if there's something out there because uh -huh. I remember we uh, listened to that one audiobook where um Kanan yes. slash Yes. What's his actual Caleb name? Doom. Caleb. Yeah. Yes, where he is young and he looks up to Obi-Wan and, yes. and, and he got all the little young links. I'm like, oh my god, it's Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan. It's Master yeah. Kenobi. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. yep. So. Well, and so exactly like when Obi-Wan is young and he's he's training and he's not picked yeah. by a master. And this is in Legends. This is yeah. not in canon. It's a great little mm -hmm. series. He will become Qui-Gon's apprentice. Yeah. But it's like they be, the Force brings them together later. Like Qui-Gon will pass on him. Wow. And then he's sent away to, I don't know if he's working on some farm or he was going to go to a place where Jedi who weren't chosen would go and continue to work for the Order in a way that would help like, yeah, like, like, like harvesting crops and doing different things and stuff like that. Like right? we saw in Kenobi, the series, the show. Yeah, kind of. Because he went away for a little bit to kind of, you know, not right. be, yeah, to, to be not, undercover. To be yeah. undercover, yeah. yeah, for, yeah. For, for him, that was more to be, this was a time where Jedi were yeah, allowed to be, new, it, it, yeah. it could be a, could function in different, different ways. So like he was just going to continue to work for the order in a lesser capacity, uh, but was still going to be a part of it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was like that. And then, when you're not practicing and training with the force, your force, right. you know, how you access it, and unless you continue that training, mm -hmm. you, it might diminish, right? Yeah. Like we see, like, as you said with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, he doesn't use it. He cuts yeah. himself off from it. He, he withdraws from it. Master Luke Skywalker in canon in The Last Jedi, the movie, uh, episode eight, he does the same thing. He cuts mm -hmm. himself off from it. And so it's like, wow, you, 
you're um, limiting your access to the force yeah. and, and you could lose uh, some of the gains that you've made right. as, as mm-hmm. a master or as a student or whatever. So anyway, that's a cool series. <laughs> and you were talking earlier. This will transition us into the yeah. Balin Skull Sorry, topic. I didn't want to take us too no, far away from the show. <laughs> ironically, no, ironically, it takes us right into that topic. Like, who is Balin Skull? Mm-hmm. And is he Qui-Gon Jinn's first apprentice? And in Legends, I think it's Xantos or Xanos or something like that. And he is Qui-Gon's first apprentice who falls to the dark side. Wow. Falls to the dark side. And Qui-Gon with his new apprentice, Obi-Wan, yeah. will have to face him. And wow. they, they face each And it's a, again, this is a kid's book in Legend. Yeah. I was I was locked in. After Phantom Menace, I was reading that <laughs> book series in the backseat, uh, mom and dad's car on a road trip. And I was like, get him, Obi-Wan. Like, <laughs> step up, defend your master, do all these different things. Fight this guy who turned his back on Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon had to let that go. They tried to bring him back. Didn't work. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure that that uh, Dark Side Apprentice ends up perishing. But the question of whether or not Qui-Gon had Apprentice before... Mm-hmm. Obi Wan, yeah, I mean, absolutely could have, yeah, absolutely could have, and could, could I don't know if it works out timeline. Yeah, it feels wise, like because Obi Wan is pretty old, bef- mm-hmm. years before this series takes place, yeah, right? Yeah, so you think, mm, and you're looking at Balin, yeah. thinking like he might be younger than in Episode Four Obi Wan, yeah, yeah, right. So it might not work, but also, but again, it's Star Wars. We never know. They might look human. Maybe they're another a different species. Yeah, well, and, and, and also, too, you have this whole situation where Alec Guinness played an Obi-Wan that looked a lot older than really yeah. his age was. Like, if that yeah. makes sense, like his Obi-Wan's age, he looks older in A New Hope, and really, yeah. he's not that old, if that makes sense. Right. But it's because right. of the actor yeah. who played him, yeah. and we compare you know, Ewan McGregor to him now, and it just looks a little bit strange for some folks. But yeah. is it possible? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That would be, if they dropped that on us, I would lose my mind. I'd be like, What? This is Qui-Gon's first apprentice. Like, that would be yeah. crazy, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I would like it or not, but Cameron, again, sent it to me, and I was just sort of blown away. Uh, and he's actually messaging me live as we're on the podcast about he kn- stuff. He knows that How we're How does recording. he know I'm recording? <laughs> like, that is crazy. That is crazy. Cameron, so, you're live on the show. What does he have to say? Yeah, I'll just give it to you right now. It says, Starkiller. Uh, okay, here we go. So, oh, my God, I better save this. This is one of our questions about Morocco. Wow. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
topic. That's our next topic. He just transitioned us right in the next one. So, yeah, anyways, to wrap up that, you guys sent his thoughts about who Balin Skull is. I think he was just a Jedi mm-hmm. who was trained, who who created his lightsaber. And then I don't think he experienced Order 66. I think he was away and sees the Jedi. I think he's taking the best things from it, and he, he sees the Jedi as failing. They, but why, they fail. Yeah, but why does he have so much... Why does he believe so much in Thrawn? What does it... Okay, I don't. Okay, you know. great question. D- does he's like to his to his apprentice. He's like, yeah, with Thrawn comes back when he comes back, it will give us great power. Yeah, and that, and it, I I don't know if that's ex- so. You're just kind of from memory recalling that, mm-hmm. right? What he says. Yeah. Very important, Dave Filoni. Like line by line, what okay, these okay. characters say, the actual words. Matt, I don't have the quote in front of me, but from what I remember him saying, was more like she says, "What happens when we find Thrawn?" And he says. Like power, like yeah. he doesn't say it. Not that Thrawn brings the power, okay, and not that like uh, I, I think he's not necessarily maybe invested in bringing Thrawn back. I'm speculating here, okay, but it's sort of like gaining access to this galaxy or this portal or this pathway uh, that's been sort of talked about in Jedi lore that yeah. he referenced. Uh, he, he references this pathway that there is a power in this. And either either in terms of the travel or in terms of actually going to that galaxy. Yes. What's it? You I have it there? I think this is it. It says, Skull says, for some war, for others, a new beginning. Yeah. And for us, uh, asks Shin. Yeah. He says, power, such as you have never dreamed. Yeah. Such as you've never. So what is he, what does he mean when he says that? Is that yeah. like them ruling over that new galaxy, going there and sort of just, to, hey, check this out? Or is there a power in that galaxy that will be unleashed on this one and mm-hmm. they will have it in the palm of their hand and they can kind of control it? I don't think it's yeah. Thrawn. I think when he's talking okay. about power, Balin wants power. He's not, he's, not, he's not here to work for... I mean, they're working to get by and, and, and to make their way in the galaxy. Yeah. But they've got a different agenda. Morgan Elsbeth definitely wants to get Thrawn back. She seems more in line with like Thrawn is calling to me. I mm-hmm. want Thrawn. I worked yeah. for Thrawn. Thrawn's my guy. Yeah. They did not work for Thrawn. Like when Balin yeah, was going through Order 66. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He goes through Order 66 and then he's at, well, out running for his life. Maybe he partners up with Thrawn. Maybe he knows him to, to some degree, but he's not a part. Like, I mean, Thrawn is tracking down Ezra Bridger and Kane and Jarrus. He's fighting against right. them. Where is, where is Balin during all of that? That's where I think he's not even on the chessboard. I think okay. he, I think Balin's out patrolling or doing something or was sent on a mission. Hears about what happened with Order 66 and is like, I'm not coming back. Looks into it for a little bit and says, the Jedi Order is destroyed. I'm a survivor. I'm going to continue on. And now he's looking. He, he then finds Shin somewhere along the way and trains her. She's got the awesome little Padawan braid there. And she, as I said, I've said in previous podcasts, she innocently is always looking to him for advice. And he's... He's a gray Jedi. Yeah. He's a gray Jedi. He's he's now like not really fought. He's taking what he thinks are the best bits from the Jedi code and becoming more powerful. And he's leaned in to some of the things that I think Ahsoka is talking about, which is the, not the dark side, but he is seemingly leaning towards his own self-interest and things that like, he's not looking to serve the galaxy. I don't feel yeah. like he's not, yeah. Yeah. the Jedi were servants and servants of peace. Right. And he's going for a power grab here. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, he didn't necessarily say it was for them, but I feel like that's sort of what he was talking about with Shin. And and it doesn't, and Thrawn does not represent that power from that person. I think it's like what they've discovered, what Ezra did and this pathway and access to this galaxy, other powers, other relics, or whatever it might be. I think he's referencing something more, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
un untapped resources. So, okay, uh, transitioning a little bit here, we'll, we'll be weaving back in the conversation about Balin, Skull, and Shin because they are some fascinating characters, mm -hmm. and I, I love it. Uh, Cameron has sent us the message, and he wants to know, we're talking about Morak. Who is he? Who is this person? And again, like as I said, Shin says it's so much cooler. How she say it? Morak. Uh, Morak. Morak. I don't know. It's yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but he says, so Cameron's thinking Starkiller, but a way more toned down version. Vader's apprentice, though, just not as absurdly powerful like Starkiller was in the games. Just a reimagining of that character that works in the current Star Wars lore. <laughs> and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all if if he was right. If that was something, because you do have the actor who, for that video game, and just, just for Lottie and for those of you who don't know to kind of mm -hmm. fill in, Starkiller, or Galen Marek, was actually, whoa, 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 uh, uh, hold on a second. Look at how you spell his name. Galen Marek. Marak. Marak. Wow. And at, I was trying to read it backwards. <laughs> look at how, look at how close that is, though. M-A-R-E-K. Yeah, and someone And they've just done, I think it's spelled... It. M A R R O K. Am I right about that? Look or up his name and see if how it how they how it's spelled. M A R O K. M A R R O K. You said it right. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. It correctly. So all they've done is they've they've added an extra R and they've changed the E to an O. So Galen Marek. Yeah. Um, and then now you've got this character called Marak. Yeah. That's him, guys. I'm sorry. That's that is that's our guy. That's Star Killer, if you will. Star Killer is the clone, but like there's this is Vader's apprentice. This is who this is who he trained. And Sam yeah. Witwer, who played that character, so the actor who played him, is listed in the credits. It's him. Mm -hmm. And as Cameron said, it's a much more toned down version of him, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And he was someone who was maybe one of the last Inquisitors that Vader was training before kept in the shadows possibly and went on missions for Vader. Who knows, right? I'm not sure. Maybe he was sent on some mission and didn't come back. I don't know, right? But they they seem to know him and he's masked up here. There's going to be a big surprise, a big reveal who this person is. And if they, and if it is Sam Witwer, I'm going to lose my mind because he's a great dude and mm -hmm. I, I, I've i loved him. And he's in Smallville. He plays Doomsday. He's an awesome dude and he does yeah. great, great voices, just knows a lot about Star Wars and the fandom loves him. So let's, I hope that is the case. I hope to God in some way he's Galen Mark, uh, Maroc, and they've distorted his voice and everything. Yeah. So he's the big mystery. Yeah. Like, who is he? And there's been theories that he's Ezra Bridger. Oh People my have goodness. said he's Ezra Bridger. People have also said before know. we knew whether that character was male or female, it was sort of this like, could it be Barris Afi, okay. uh, who, who Ahsoka had a history or past with? Um, and then, and then Starkiller has been the big one. I mean, that would make sense for her to fight that, to challenge be challenged by that person since she was she was anakin's apprentice yeah absolutely so she's anakin's apprentice and this would be darth vader's apprentice <laughs> and that's the same person so yeah you have apprentice versus apprentice sort of right yeah. and right now he hasn't seemed like the big time challenger he hasn't seemed like as cameron said in his transmission it's not like that he is this um super powerful guy that we see in that in that video game yeah. and maybe he just hasn't been using his powers maybe he's just sort of been like I'm going to do enough. I've got respect for this other force user and I'm just playing in, in, in a certain yeah. capacity or this role. But who is he really working for? Is he working for Morgan Elsbeth more or is he a, is his own independent agent? Is he friends with Balin Skull? Does he, are they, how do they know each other? Okay. Right. He has yeah. an Inquisitor's blade, which means that he could have been a part yeah. of the mm -hmm. Inquisitor squad, which Vader was in charge of. And then his name is spelled super close to how Galen Marek name is spelled. Right. so i to me i'm sitting here going 
I won't be surprised at all. That's awesome. That would yeah. be awesome. So. So he's played by Whit Whitwer. Sitwer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Whit- Say that again. Whitwer. He is played by Sam Whitwer. Yeah. Yes, and that person is was the voice of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Too. In the Clone Wars, he he voiced a lot of different characters. Okay. I think. Um, I just, I'm just trying to find out. Yeah, who that. Yeah, who who, who he is. Who, play, yeah. who plays him? Yeah. If you look at his face, if you if you pull him up, like right here is is who he played in the video game. You can kind of see. Okay. Yeah, that's wow. him. They made two video games. There's a book about him. Uh, it was kind of it was a big deal back before so, Disney bought Star Wars. People love this character. G- give me a percentage. How sure are you that Maroc is actually Star Killer? I tell you live <laughs> on the podcast that yeah. I did hadn't dawned on me that his last name <laughs> actually sort of matches, and now I'm yeah. like that's him. Like eighty percent, ninety nine percent, hundred percent. I'm ninety percent sure. Okay. I'm 90% because it fits in with Ahsoka. Ahsoka yeah. being Vader, uh, Anakin's apprentice. It just fits. Yeah. It just makes sense. If you're going to do something you want a surprise element like that, like that would be that would be really cool. That, this would be something that would sort of force her to face her past, yeah. to face her master's dark side apprentice. Yeah. She represents the light. He represents the dark. And, you know, we've got white blade on red blade. I mean, it the symbol, like the, yeah, it's just, it's just set up to be really symbolic and paralleled uh, it's yeah i okay. think it's uh, okay. 90 i might even be working my way up to 95 percent at this point <laughs> I, it's just the more i talk about it i'm like I, that's him holy smokes that'd be so cool if we would find out in the next episode yeah they do say so that was kind of the spoiler out there as the people say his identity is revealed next episode so well i hope i'm so. excited me too yeah uh, all right, awesome. So that was cool. And other things that kind of went down this episode, we got to see uh, d- just a little, as, as Hera is talking about the problem they're facing, mm-hmm. they all thought Hera was going to go on this mission with them, yeah. get the crew back, get a task force from the New Republic. L- why not, right? I mean, there's a threat. Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn's out there. And the politics, you see them at play. You see how easily they quash this sort of stuff. Yes. It's it's ridiculous. Yes. I Remember what I said when we were watching the episode oh. for the second time? Yeah. And it was about, I, I was questioning, like, why is Mom, Mom Mothma was in the rebellion? She was a leader in the rebe- of the rebellion. Yes, ma'am. And now she is the new chancellor. She's the chancellor. So first of all, what did she tell the rest of them? So the, re- the other senators were kind of like, against it and we're like Hera you just want to it's just for your own cause your own quest to find Ezra Bridger and they play it down and um she couldn't really go against it she's not a ruler she it's a Mm -hmm. democracy Mm -hmm. show yeah but she said Hera can you leave us alone for a second so what did she tell them right and then second of all it feels very much how they downplayed it like in the rebellion that was that was the empire yeah who were the same way they were blind to make the connections between the different incidents that mm-hmm. were happening around the galaxy. And they said, there's no bigger, you know, plot plot or, yeah. or like someone who pulls mastermind. the strings, yeah. the mastermind behind it. it it's just coincidence. Mm-hmm. Same thing that's happening right now. The other way around. Now it's the rebellion rebellion. That's the new Republic now, right? Yes, that's right. And now there's, they're denying that there's a bigger mastermind behind, behind the yeah. things that are happening. It's I'll go ahead and make a <laughs> Harry Potter reference for you. It's a Cornelius fudge situation. Yeah. You're in power. People are looking for you to do something mm. and you're like, oh my gosh, there is this threat. It's a risk. We're not a hundred percent sure, but like we're almost in denial. We don't want to see all the different pieces coming together. Yeah. We don't want to look at the evidence super hard because then we have to face a reality that yeah. we don't want to be the reality yeah right we're like oh shoot we're going back to war because this guy is mm-hmm. bringing it and we didn't choose this but there is a guy in the shadows 
coming after us and we don't want to prep for that because it's not what we want and i get it. it's sort of like yeah it sucks but i mean that's but mon has been yeah. in the war so what yeah. did she tell them i know what did she say is very interesting like mm. did she did she try and then she's just overruled because again right. all the politics and all the senators uh, these these seem to be the most powerful senators yeah. uh, are against her and that seems to be kind of the case especially as we go into the force awakens and once you move beyond mm-hmm. the ahsoka mm-hmm. series they will dismantle their military they don't really yeah yeah like leia will sort of say hey the new republic is not functioning to like resist and protect the galaxy from the first order and all the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. So she then breaks off and forms her own resistance and like mm-hmm. leaves the new Republic because they're so dysfunctional. Yeah. And right now Hera is operating in that dysfunction, trying to say, look, this, I fought this guy before. This is, yeah. this is, this is Let's definitely happening. Another war from happening. Yeah. They're whispering like the enemy believes yeah. he's alive. Not me. I, I don't, she's coming in saying like, they're looking for Thrawn. Yeah. So if they're that interested in it and they're, they're, sending their resources mm-hmm. to go find him and to go do these things, it must be legit. Like people don't typically spend money and resources on that kind of stuff unless they yep. really believe there's something there uh, to invest in. And this guy's like, nah, sorry. I, this is a personal quest for you to believe that Ezra Bridger is still alive. And he's like, I, I hate to say it, but he passed. He yeah. is, you know, he, he, he did a wonderful thing. He took Thrawn off. He, like, he, his sacrifice is something the galaxy will never forget. And uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is dead. Ezra mm-hmm. is also dead and they're not coming back. Okay. And that's end of yeah. story. That's what he says. Because they don't want to face this. They don't want to you know, even open the door to the idea that right. this guy could come back and unite the Imperial Remnant. Yeah. That's a scary thing. Do you think so. there is an imposter among them? or? Do I think one of those senators? Yeah, for sure. I think the, the the lady just to the right, I don't know her name or have it up there, but she she, she yeah. flat out, once they say these were Imperials, yeah. she's like, well, we have Imperials all the way up through the hierarchy yeah. of oh, the, the one Republic. That, is, that said, don't we have a choice? When Her- Hera says, yes. we don't I have, have a, a choice. And she's like, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. Good mm. point. They do. Yeah. But she's, and so maybe we're being mis, yeah, I'm not sure. I I think there is somebody there yeah. though yeah. that is a loyalist to okay. the Imperial Remnant. One of them is is a loyalist. And ironically, the guy mm. who spoke to us, mm. I forget his name, but his son will be a member, like he's in the Resistance cartoon and um he, that the senator who was speaking and saying like hey this is a personal quest for you to go yeah, find Ezra yeah, Bridger yeah. he ultimately will die um later wow. on because of Starkiller Base will strike and, and Oh wow. Yeah, I know it's called Star- Starkiller Base. Okay. Which is crazy, right? So it's the base that the First Order creates in, in The Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah. And they they fire uh, at the New Republic and they take out the New Republican one just wow. phew, swipe just gone. And he's He's a member of that, and they're all they're gone. Well, so there's that. Kind of sad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Moving on, just a couple more things here. So Jedi training forms Zatachi. Yeah. Cool. I thought it was cool, and it was a really neat thing to kind of see the forms and to see who yeah. Yang out there with the different like sabers and going through like analyzing her strikes yeah. and. It just was really neat, and this I is like sort of scene too. Mm-hmm. it's based on some samurai films that George is really inspired by, and I think that name even is one of the lead characters who is a blind samurai who is fighting oh, in some okay. of the yeah, like Kanan. It's where they take that exactly like Kanan, mm-hmm. and that's so it's where they sort of take that name from, and it's yeah, it's it's dropped in the episode. You have to listen to it carefully, mm-hmm. but Zatachi or Zatochi is something that Ahsoka says like, let's try this. And uh, Hu Yang's like, it's too soon. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm but, trying to remember right now. Did was Kanan already blind when he tried to train Sabine a little bit? Was he ooh, already? Was uh, he still able to see? I don't remember right now. I 
thing oh shoot great question ask me on the i had to pull sorry up. yeah yeah i was just thinking of, so, so just to confirm yes kanan is he has already faced uh darth maul he's already been struck blind yeah. and he's wearing the visor when he trains sabine first wow interesting because she was she had such a difficult time with with kanan as her master because he already had that different perspective of i'm blind now i mm-hmm. have to use the force to see yeah every day Right. At had, all times. At all times. Ha- had to, uh, as, as Yoda will say, like the force is his ally and it's yeah. a powerful ally. And so yeah. once he, you know, was able, like, like his, his sight is gone, he then really leans into it even, even more. And because yeah. of necessity. And so, yeah, it's the force then becomes your ally. And so he was definitely in tune with it and coming yeah. from that perspective. Uh, and he was learning himself, too. I also had to kind of come to accept where he was as a master. Does he have what it still takes to train protect that group can he train ezra can he can he pass on some things to sabine so really cool connection now actually so love it great question yep and i liked when um sabine seemed to make many many progress throughout that scene so first of all she's very wild like wildly just swinging her yeah her her sword around her stick around and she tried to listen more and also feel Ahsoka's presence more. And then you could see there's some movements where it seemed like she could almost like sense her, yeah. her at the end, her um, intention. Yep. But then she got a little angry again. Frustrated. And that's, yes. That's when um, Ahsoka said anger gives us quick power, but yeah. it unbalances you. Yes. Yes. That was really good. If you look at it's really small things yeah. and, and you as the audience have to interpret it. Like first it seems like she has no idea where she's at. And yeah. then as it goes on, you're like, oh, once in a while she can she gets a glimpse yeah. of where Ahsoka is. Behind the visor mm-hmm. she's she's tuned in and she's like, mm-hmm. there she is. Mm-hmm. And you can feel she can feel her intentions and blocks and does and, and yeah, is able to kind of go back and forth with her. But then she gets frustrated the longer it goes on and she taps in and she's unbalanced by the yeah. end. Cool. So I thought it was cool. I hope people liked it. Uh, I Again, that was a moment where I felt like you could sit with the characters more and you just really got a chance to uh, love them, learn l- learn about them. And we, yeah. s- we see them in, in animation a lot. So these are characters True. that I kind of grew up with and loved in Star Wars and, and enjoyed. And now folks who are more just coming in and watching who haven't seen those things they, they've they've seen them in memes or cartoons or they know they're out there but they they now they don't really go watch rebels or clone wars and they don't really know that right. stuff so now you need time to get to know these characters and who and who they are so just that we just because we know that sabine is super kind of edgy and defiant and very very bold and stern yeah. or whatever she we know that because yeah. it fits with the rebels so that's good for people who already know her but then you got to get you got to let other audiences know right. who she is so yeah. it's good. Uh, I see you wrote down Ahsoka spacesuit. <laughs> how, yeah. Wow. How, how did Ahsoka? I mean, first, do you want to build a little bit of context where we are right now? Yeah. So <laughs> basically, we're we're in the fight, and uh, they're fighting Shin and Maroc, and right. uh, and they just spotted the ring, the, the ring. hyperspace ring. Yeah. Uh, yep. Where Morgan Elspeth is. Yes. Very yes. hard to say. Morgan Elspeth. Morgan Elspeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's there, and so they're disabled. Yeah, and Ahsoka says, "What? I hey, got this." Right, Sabine Watch has me. to fix some problems with the with the ship, so um, she's trying to figure out how to fix the ship, and Ahsoka is taking it to another level, and she in just within seconds she gets her head piece, piece gear, yeah, hair, helmet. What no, is it? A helmet? I thought they were born with it. Oh no no! You, I'm talking about the helmet. The the suit oh, she, she puts, puts yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on top over of her head. Yeah, 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 and and yeah. How did she do that so fast? And I was like, she yeah. must have used the force to get in that. 
thing. Yeah, so or it's fast. something that just drops on, but it's like it it's zips like, up all around all. Yeah. It, so it's like it, the whole headpiece is. It <laughs> took a second. It looked great, by the way. I oh, love it. Looks it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's great it's scene. A, it's a connection to Clone Wars a little bit as well, too, in terms okay. of the mask and things that she... I mean, very interesting. We don't see that very often, that the Jedi just fight in space. No, that was cool. Just get out and she sliced that... that yeah, fighter. St- fighter in half, yep. almost. Yep. It was, great. it was great. And actually, what she did, too, was she, she said, I'm going to distract them. Yeah. And instead of focusing on the ship and just yeah. shooting... She was deflecting blaster bolts as well, too. Yeah. But they also wanted... I mean, them, Shin and Maroc being who they are, maybe more dark side users, they yeah. want to take her out personally. Yeah. It, they, instead of just yeah, blowing the ship up, they they like, you know, center on her. I think it was a good thing for them that it was Shin because she was young and, and very impulsive. Yeah. Instead of Balin. Balin, I think oh. he might have seen through right through Ahsoka's plan and, yep. and been like, no. Yeah. We need to done. destroy the ship. Right. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and Shin got carried away. So. Also, something that Dave does really well, too, is that a lot of times in Star Wars, these heroes come in yeah. and they would have just blasted through these fighters. No mm-hmm. problem. But this is like, that's a problem. You're outgunned. You came into a territory where the enemy is prepared for you and right. it's not going to be easy. And so it shouldn't be that easy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just doing a good job of, of taking them into right. these you know, perilous situations. They think there's backup. There's not backup. Now you're on your own. Now what do you do? You have to trust each other. Your master has to become your master. The student has to step up. Yeah. Hu Yang needs to, I don't know what Hu Yang's going to be doing, but he's just <laughs> hilarious. So yeah. glad he's around. And uh, then yeah. they kind of fle- flee, fled. Yeah. Then they get away. The Purgle show to up. The, to the planet, on the planet. They right. Try to land on the planet. And all of a sudden, Ahsoka says, something's ahead. And, and Sabine says a starfighter, or not a starfighter, but like other enemies, something. something. Right. She's, she doesn't say anything to build suspense. And yeah. then we see them. The Purgle. Yeah. Space whales. Yeah. Space whales. And Sabine's face, she, I mean, she Probably connects Purgle right yeah. to Ezra. I mean, they and, and, and how in tune Ezra was with them. Yeah. Yep. So she did give Ahsoka that little smile. Because Ahsoka was smiling at Sabine, like, oh, that's awesome. See, the Purgle are here. We're yeah. on the right track to find Ezra. Yes, yes. And Sabine can't help. She also smiles, but for her, it was, like, shocking. She doesn't know what to feel in that moment, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Her smile was not as big as Ahsoka's, is what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was a really cool moment because you're like, yeah, yeah we're in the right place. Mm-hmm. And there's something to this whole hyperspace lane. Yeah. Like, did they travel here and then they traveled to that galaxy or like what right. was the path that the Purgle took? And then mm-hmm. why don't, do they ever, is it a one way street? Can they not come right. back this way? Like what, what's the deal? Yeah. All the questions about where, where is Ezra? So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, leading towards a big battle though in the next episode, right? So it looks like it's going to be a big showdown. They're going to kind of hunt them in yeah. the forest. And we've already seen some, some clips from the trailer where like Morak will face face Ahsoka it looks like and then Balin mm-hmm. will face Ahsoka or maybe it's Morak and Shin facing Sabine I'm not really yeah. sure maybe Hu Yang gets some lightsabers out there and starts <laughs> facing I mean could you, could you imagine what if he did can what if he can fought real lightsabers like look at General Grievous okay. Gen- General, he was half he was cyborg okay, but like okay. you know I mean yeah he was wielding the sabers he knows the I mean, Hu Yang yeah. at least knows the forms he yeah he can wield four lightsabers I know so why not <laughs> Will we see Hu Yang versus Shin? <laughs> and ma- maybe he says to Shin, like, hey, start your form's off, yeah. right? Or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully, maybe someone else showing up, too. I don't know. Is there any, could, could, is there any character that could show up help, to help uh, him? 
I've always thought Luke might show up, but I don't. I don't think so anymore. And also, Ahsoka has two lightsabers, so she she can take on two. She can take them. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They, there's often times where they, they're outnumbered and they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. fight their way through. Now, um, on to a, a big transmission. Okay, yes. we'll get to some of your Grogu Sabine stuff oh, yeah, like no, at the no. end maybe. But yeah. let's let's talk about uh, Andrew's transmission. I want to read this to you guys and and get your thoughts because mm-hmm. I thought he had some really cool cool connections. And again, you guys can always send these into Star Wars Hangout seventy seven at gmail.com and I will read them on the show for you. Let's hear it. Knights of the Old Republic, Star Map, Scion, Night Sisters. Come on, guys. Hello, Ez and Lottie. Hope you're all doing well. I know I'm not the only one who sees it. The connections and the callbacks to the Thrawn Legends books, the Kotor video games, the Yuzenvong threat to the entire galaxy. Even the tie to the new Thrawn book series where Thrawn speaks about the threat to an entire galaxy. This should really put what Luke says in The Last Jedi into more perspective. No one is ever really gone. The Night Sisters can create life. The Night Sisters can create life through death, which we have seen several times. Can Morgan Elsbeth be working for Palpatine to bring him back? Does this mean Maul can also be brought back? Could we see Mother Talzin again? Or Ventress? The possibilities here are endless. We know Ahsoka has died at least two times, and she is not gone because she needs to fulfill her destiny, whatever it may be. Sabine has been touched by the Night Sisters at the altar just before she received the Darksaber. We cannot forget how Sabine opened the gate for Ezra to enter into the temple through the painting when she studied the movements of the hands from the Mortis gods. Ahsoka herself is alive through the Force, directly from the daughter, one of the Mortis gods. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you this. I am very excited. They are hitting all the different angles and levels of our beloved Legends material, adding in new mixes to make the story new and fresh. Something so small as the voice of one of those droids sounding like Kylo Ren, which I believe goes even deeper than we know with the connections to the scene in Rebels at the temple on Malachor. Here we see the ruins of a Jedi-Sith battle, which can also connect us to the High Republic book series. This is where Maul shows up before the Vader and Ahsoka fight scene. There's just so much to make connections to because of the vast collection of material. I enjoyed the start of the series. I'm I'm very pleased with how well it's been done, and I didn't think I would have been disappointed because all in all, Disney has done a great job for our Star Wars fandom and keeps it going strong. There will always be something that someone doesn't like. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm so grateful that we have the new material. Growing up, I never thought we would get this. That being said, I can throw out a prediction that's not really what I think, but maybe just some food for thought. What if finding Ezra is the wrong thing? What if he is gone for a bigger reason? Maybe he is to take the torch from Ahsoka when her time has come, and he's not ready to come back yet. Or maybe her time is coming near and the hand is being forced. Will Ezra become the guardian of the world between worlds? As I believe Ahsoka has been giving this as I believe Ahsoka has been given this task. Or do I not have any idea what I'm talking about? Because these guys who write this stuff are where they are because that's what they do. They're an extension of George Lucas, and I'm just an electrician who loves Star Wars. I'm just being coy here. I love Star Wars and everything about it, and I take it all in so I can enjoy it. I don't know what they have planned, but I'm in full force. And I'm truly excited about all things Star Wars. And know that the series will continue to be awesome as it has been so far. The galaxy keeps getting bigger and bigger, which I love. The live-action Rebels crew is awesome, and it's cool to see Lothal come to life in live-action. That's it for me now. No real content or theory, just some thoughts from the galaxy in my mind. Thank you again for your time, Master Andrew. (laughs) I am always... I'm always so amazed at how much... You know, the, I, I call you guys the real Star Wars fans. I'm also a Star Wars fan, but the, or the, the... Veteran. Veteran Star Wars fan. Thank you. How much you guys know, because I don't know all that legend stuff. And I love when you tell me, though, because, uh, again, you're, you're, you're the Fun. lore master, and I love when you make these connections for me. And he threw out so many different names and places. I, I was like, wow. Yeah. Andrew. That's amazing. Master... Andrew. And I think you enjoy you probably you guys probably enjoy the series so much more 
just because you can make that little connections. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's cool. I've always said, and I, I've said it, I think, uh, week one as well. Like, if you're going to bring in, you, you need a name for a new character or you want to incorporate something into your show and you just need a new name or a reference or something, there, it's, there's something there in Legends that is, one, going to feed the Star Wars fan base and they're going to be like, oh my God, I know what that is. Like, I'm yes. rewarded for having read those and you just feel like this is awesome. I've been a fan since whenever and that, that is cool because I can connect with that. Yeah. And then a new, new audience who doesn't know... Just if it, as long as it fits in the story, it's not just like forced in there. Right. You know, because that's the problem is that sometimes you get these things that you are feel just like, like it's forced, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just fan pleasers and it feels really <laughs> yeah. clunky and out of place. And it's yeah. not like, you know, that's the thing. Like when there was a reference to the Phantom Menace, for example, in the first episode, yeah. when Shin is sending out the probe uh, into Lothal, it's very much like Darth Maul, but like it's mm -hmm. not exactly, it's not like yeah. a carbon copy. It's, it's subtle, it's different. And you you only catch it if you've watched that right. scene a lot and you're a big you're a big Star Wars fan. But for everyone else who hasn't seen it, they're just like, that's cool. She sent in this little probe droid thing and, and like found uh, Sabine and Ahsoka and that seems to work. Yeah. So it's it's neat. I, I agree with you that like it's a nice when you can blend those two. That's right. sort of like your bliss point. It's yes. just a, and especially when it tells a good story. And you stay centered on that because if it's not, mm -hmm. if it's going to distract from the story and just sort of feed like these, this Easter egg, you know, basket full of Star Wars references, like that's not what we want. You know, yeah. we want a good story. So he does bring up a really good point about the Yuuzhan Vong here, the threat from this other galaxy. And that's what I kind of talked about at one huh. point. There is in Legends. I mean, this was oh, the thing. Another galaxy invaded our galaxy. Like the Star yeah. Wars galaxy. And they come in, they they operate outside of the force. Like force users have a hard time fighting them. And you're like, wait a second, our greatest warriors, our our force sensitive yeah. Jedi, they they can't use the force against these individuals. Mm -hmm. How are they gonna beat them? You know, like what's gonna happen? Like it just was nuts. And Thrawn does something similar with Yislamari, like these these uh voids in the force. So I think they are maybe making some connections to this. And then, yeah, the, all the Night Sister stuff. And can you bring people back from the dead? And then uh -huh. are people still animated? Can they come back <laughs> again? The world between worlds, will we go back and see alternate realities? Like, it, it, the, the, you were we were talking about earlier, like the power that Balin is talking about. Is he talking about access to this gateway? Yeah. The world between worlds. Is that yeah. something he's what was... But then you would think, why isn't he more after Ahsoka? Does he know that Ahsoka is has done that and it seems like ahsoka is very cut off from that thing right now i know i know and i, I know talk andrew, about it she, yeah yeah andrew said this and i've thought about it too which is like okay she definitely knows that it exists and was yeah. pulled into it by ezra she and ezra right. know about it that's like top secret top secret stuff mm -hmm. you don't tell anybody about no. that because you don't want them to know that they can gain access to it so yeah. yes she may be guarding it by not ever referencing it or talking about it and it may not be a place that we go back to right away but anyone who has studied like it seems like Balin knows some of this story with Thrawn and Ezra yeah, and yeah. this great event so they've looked into it and like what happened and does he you know like what like I don't know like I don't know how the world between worlds is going to really fit in here if mm -hmm. that's the power he's looking for if it's something different is it something connected to the Night Sisters because they seem to have left it behind them but yeah. I keep hearing about these scenes that are coming up where we're going to have an alternate mm -hmm. fight between Darth Vader. I mean, I would love to see Soka. yeah, that that um the world between worlds because that's it's the Ahsoka series and that's right. how Ahsoka was brought back. That's where we see her the last time in Rebels. Well, we see her with Sabine, but before that, you yeah, know. Yeah. 
um it's how she you're right so that is how she is alive yeah that's the whole thing like as andrew said she has died twice yeah. essentially yeah and people don't like to hear that but i mean <laughs> i don't know that's why i think she did die it yeah. feels like she was brought back she's saved by ezra <laughs> and then morai the birds there the daughter is still animating her there's something yeah. going on here um you want something really trippy yeah okay so the mortis gods when they die the father who dies, and this is this really strange world with these force wielders and stuff. He becomes one with the force, and and he, so like he disappears. Yeah. His daughter, who is who gives her life for Ahsoka, we never see her body disappear. Oh. As far as I know, we don't see it disappear. And her life essence, as Andrew said, is animating Ahsoka. Okay. So there's some weird connection to a very powerful Mortis god still kind of going on. Yeah. And she has this spirit animal Morai who is following yeah. her around. Like owl. the little owl yeah. thing, right? Little, yeah. Uh, or bird. Um, and it's just like, what does that mean? What does that symbolize? Uh, how does that play into the world between worlds? Her being resurrected mm-hmm. or brought back and then her also being brought back by Ezra Bridger. Right. It, there's something. There's a bigger thing here and she's got a destiny to kind of fulfill. And I think she's way more in tune to that because she has faced death that many times. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, you guys can can theorize the way, but I just think it's like when you get a chance to look at that connection going on there, it's gonna play a part in this story, in her story. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I honestly cool. can't even guess though, like what it would be. So. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, but no, good things here, Andrew. I really like uh like a lot of what he's saying about the treasure trove of all the Star Wars connections, yeah. like to the High Republic, yeah. to Rebels, to this now, and there's just tons of stuff going on there. And I totally agree with him. I think it's, I think it's cool. And I think there's, we're seeing tons of, tons of possibilities, tons of gateways being opened to galaxies, to people being brought back to a future in Star Wars. You know, one of the things that Lottie has talked about is like Grogu and Sabine and the future of Star Wars. And Grogu is the future of Star Wars. Rey has a new Jedi Order. You can see these individuals are not going to be associated with Luke Skywalker. Luke is not involved here. He's setting up his own thing. I hope there's an Adventures of Luke Skywalker series that they do. But there's another Jedi Order. Jason Syndulla will probably be trained (laughs) by either Aunt Sabine or oh yeah uncle I mean, ezra he would like to be you know he would like to be a jedi he would like to be Mom a jedi says i know she, right she didn't say anything though. i don't think he's going to luke's academy he might mm-hmm. and then but i feel like he might leave there and do his own thing i i just don't i feel like they're the future i feel like yeah. when you think about like the ray series and ray kind of coming back and making this new jedi order these are jedi who are being set up outside of luke's academy less traditional not following the ways of the old order and not going to stumble into the same pitfalls there and they're going to create a new jedi order and they're kind of a part of that we're seeing uh some of the foundations of that trickling upward even though ray will be an offshoot of of luke's training and leia's training and so on but she'll find these other individuals be it grogu or sabine Mm -hmm. or whoever later on and yeah it'll be a it'll be a big deal uh all right i think that we've gone this longer than i thought i was gonna go (laughs) i told lottie half an hour it's 30 minutes all we need and i totally went it was just so much fun Sorry to talk about all these little <laughs> details, and I—I I mean, yeah. I took us off track for a little bit with with oh, no. Obi Wan and everything. So. No, it's great. I love that. I think people. I hope people. <laughs> I hope, hey, again, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, like 
Leave us a review. Let us know. Send us a transmission. But I, I do just like to rant and ramble. I'm just a huge Star Wars fan, just like you guys, and I just love to talk about it, and I love to find connections, yeah. Easter eggs, and then you know tell a lot of these things and, and help her enjoy the story more or just ask her, what, it, what do you think? Because you're completely coming in with a different set of eyes and a different mindset, a different perspective and things, and that's what's really cool about Star Wars is that everybody can come to the table, to the Jedi Council, and <laughs> share what they want, what they think. So, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's great. All right. Hey, uh, friends, again, uh, we will be back. I think I have a special collaboration next week with uh, Hoth Hangout. I'm going to try to get those guys on there on Friday. We'll probably do our quick little reaction on when, I mean, and I mean quick. This was sort of a full review <laughs> because we had time on the weekend, but we'll probably get like a 20, 30 minute thing out there to you guys and I'll follow up with them and do a bigger sort of collaboration and get their thoughts on some of these topics. That'll be good for us. But uh, if you want to, uh, we're going to have some extra uh, content. If you guys are interested in getting t-shirts too as well, uh, check out the Patreon page there and go check out Master Badger, the YouTube channel there and leave us a comment, subscribe, <laughs> etc. I'm posting my Star Wars content over there now as well as everything else and it's just a lot of fun. And thanks for all the support there. You guys are, you guys are great. So Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, friends, with that, we will be back next week and as always, may the Force be with, with you. you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.